Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Raider to run. Skips out of a tackle. He's at the 50. Cuts back at the 45. Running room 40 down the middle. 35 30. Schrader to go. 25 20. 15 10. 5 and in. Garrett Schrader. A blur. Schrader takes. It's a two man rush. Schrader steps Don't up. Fit. Pop pass up the middle. Tucker's got it. Room to run. 15 10. Hit and in. Bernard touchdown. Snap back. Schrader hit on the release. Ball's down the seam left. Alfred reaches up. He's got it. He's into the end zone. He's off the never never land. Snap to Travis. Quick release. Near side. Oh my God. It's the interception of the year. Oh, did he get it? He did. What an incredible reception by Deuce Chestnut. This is Double Down with Michael Lear and Tommy Hogan. What's going on? Another week of Double Down on ESPN Radio and, of course, QSportsTalk.com. Let's just start with the, the, the most important thing, and that's a little bit of a tire pump for the boys. Double Down, Tommy and I were texting yesterday just about gambling about how we did about how we did this week if you bet with us from the time this show started you would have multiplied your money by more than 30 times what it was when the show began i'm up 23 plus units tommy's up over 10 like this is this is tire pumping time for double down we are we're basically just giving you profitable information on a daily basis and for what it's worth that's where we need to start tommy Mike, we may we talked about it, and I, I don't think we're going to do it, but it was in consideration of changing the name from Double Down to Triple Down. We've done that well. Like I said, we're not going to do it's it. It's crazy. We're, we're, we thought about it, though, because at this point, it's false advertising just to say Double Down. Like, it's it's bigger than that, all right? Yeah, it is. The, like, honestly, we're just helping out the guy who does the voiceover. He's a big guy. He's got a lot going on. We can't be asking him to do triple down and quadruple down. Like we just got to make his life easy, but this show should be called triple down already. Um, maybe that's what we'll start calling the six pack. Just throw a couple triple downs in there. Uh, but credit where credit's due hall of fame weekend for you on the NFL slate. I went to work, Mike. The only losses I had were on Thursday night football. And for some reason, Sam Darnold, I guess it's see, now that I think about it, Mike, the reason I picked the the Panthers or one of them was, oh, Sam Darnold gets to go back to MetLife Stadium, a place that he's comfortable with. That's where, He plays bad there. I should have known that. He plays terrible at MetLife, so he's going to do it again. I don't know why I think, oh, he's comfortable. He's going to play well there. No, that's where he plays garbage football. So that's on me, but that's the only pick I got wrong yesterday. I went 7-1 and one yesterday, 7-2 and two on my NFL board. Credit to me. Credit to you for sure. We'll give you that. This is Double Down on ESPN Radio and QSportsTalk.com. Head to QSportsTalk.com. Um, and if we get 100 subscribers, Tommy and I are going to do a little shootout at the Adirondack Bank Center in Utica where we get to see Tommy strap up the goalie pads and maybe a pair of skates and see how that goes. Um, we're going to talk about the NFL slate. We'll get to that in our second segment of the show. Uh, towards the end, we'll do our Monday Night Football Props probably my favorite segment fun wise of the week because it's just picking really fun prop bets and different, almost fantasy football esque picks on a game. And then we'll wrap it up. Of course, with our six pack on ESPN radio and QSportsTalk.com. But right now 
we are witnessing one of the best college football teams of our generation in the Syracuse Orange that are 7-1 against the spread. Beast, Mike. Beast mode. Garrett Schrader, down the stretch, is legit. He's got a clutch gene, Mike. I'm officially willing to put the clutch gene stamp on Garrett Schrader. They came back down 10 against Florida State. They did it against Clemson. And now they came back from 10 or from 9 this week against Virginia Tech. Now, I know they lost the other two, but they were able to go into spots where they should, could have easily won the game. This week, they finally made the play down the stretch that they, that they needed to. And I've been saying it all year, Mike, when Garrett Schrader doesn't have to think about the throw, that's when he's better. When yeah, he is absolutely. able, when it's like, when it's like, oh, I, I, I might throw an interception or what the move is. If he's like, I'm just gonna hurl this thing towards the end zone. Like, yeah, you're right. Sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I mean that's why every single play, I think he should just roll out to the right and and throw on the run. He's better when he throws on the on the run. Better when he's not in the pocket, able to step into a throw. And that's why the Trevor Pena throw was right on the money. And that's why this throw to Damian Alford right on the money. He's got a guy in his face. He's got to get rid of the ball quickly, and he can't th- think about the throw. He's just—it's yeah, starting I to prove. Think it's, it's starting to improve. I also think it's the "if I don't do this, we're screwed anyways" mentality. Like that's why we've seen him be good. Like the only, not only, but more often than not, down the stretch when they need him to throw a couple of deep balls is the only time you see him step into it confidently because. He's pretty much just like, screw it. I got to get rid of this ball. Otherwise, we're going to lose the game. Um, except for this game, I feel like that touchdown pass was like they had a they had a chance to tie or they could have just gotten a field goal. They had a lot of different opportunities to to play that game differently or play that drive differently. But I loved seeing him just step up. Dude, he got smoked. smoked. That was a like grab my laptop, throw, show my friends who were watching other stuff. Like, watch him get absolutely drilled. You had them watching our clip that we put on Q Sports Talk with 13.8 thousand views. Not to brag. Oh, big weekend for Q Sports Talk. Not a big deal. But yeah, he stood right in there. Took a shot right to the chest, right to the chin piece. Sweet chin music. And that's what you want to see from your quarterback. You want a guy that's got leadership. You You want a guy that is going to do whatever it takes to win down the stretch. There it is. There's your example. He's going to take a shot that has him in a, a walking boot after the game just so he can get that win. He's got Dino Babers coming onto the field telling him, stop making that noise, son, and celebrate. All right? That's the kind of quarterback Syracuse has right now in Garrett Schrader. Speaking of celebrate and the video you just mentioned, I don't yep. know if this is the video with the 13.8 thousand views. Oh, yeah, it's that you one. You and Jordan. Dude, you enjoy you no, got at least one. when you watch that, you cringe, right? You're like, yeah. oh my God, that was the worst. Like my buddy's here and we just like witnessing a moment with your friend. That was one of the worst displays of like chemistry right, and a celebration I've ever seen. Let's relax here. I will admit, tough. We've done a couple watch parties together, but we don't we're not on that that fan viewing chemistry yet. We don't have I like so I like to grab the person I'm watching with. As you can see, I go to reach for Jordan and he's not in my he's not in my grasp. So then we have to get back afterwards and we start hitting each other. That's not the one that's gotten 13.8. It's Matt Park's unbelievable call. 
with the line from Enter Sandman, Mariana Rivera's song. Really, really good call. But yeah, you're right, Mike. Fine. We're not in that chemistry. We're building chemistry. Just like Garrett Schrader in the Syracuse offenses, me and Jordan are building chemistry as we watch this Sy- these Syracuse football games. We'll get better. We also, I don't want to have to say it, but I'm going to say it, we haven't been able to celebrate a moment like that yet this season, really. It's all been the opposite end of things, where you're sliding underneath the table and sliding out of your chair and because uh, you're upset. With a, with a bad moment down the stretch. This is the first time Jubilation was on Syracuse's side. And that is really fun, by the way. Like The fact that we didn't have to open up our show and start talking about a Dino Babers coaching decision or a, a flubbed field goal or XYZ at the end was awesome. This is Double Down on ESPN Radio. Michael Lear and Tommy Hogan uh, talking Q's football. 7-1 against the spread, but they get that win to move to 500, which is uh, exciting. And you haven't mentioned yet they hit their season win total. They've got to be, and this is, maybe I should do some research. They've got to be one of the earliest teams in college football to hit it. Ooh. Right? Like how many teams were expected to only get three or four wins that already have those three or four wins? Like if your win total was that low, you probably don't have it right now. So maybe we'll table that. All right. And CBW loves to research. CBW, if you hop in there, that'd be sweet. I'll place a bet for you this weekend. <laughs> um, one, one thing that we have not, talked about i feel like you and i haven't talked about it at all and it's we it's both the, picked the, the classic, over by the way like sports media we both picked no yeah we both no, picked the what? win total over oh oh i thought you meant the over in the game i was like you were no, on no, the no. under no. in the game we and both that picked did not syracuse hit. to go over three and a half it was on our very first show live from the new york the great new york state fair sorry we both had the over yes Yes, we did. And that was sweet. Um, and to be honest, the guy like Schrader is one of the guys that got us that total, but Sean Tucker, like we just, we don't talk about him enough awesome. because it's just so easy to, it's just such a short conversation. He is sick. He, and his tweets are awful, which is so funny. Like his tweets make me want to crawl in a hole and die how lame they are. But man, if you <laughs> run for a thousand yards you mean? with how bad this team is, I don't care. Like he, he is just so consistent it's unbelievable yeah he's awesome Mike uh Josh was just talking about it with Brent when was the last time Syracuse had two 1,000 yard rushers the answer's never and they might get it this season with Garrett Schrader and Sean Tucker by the way Garrett Schrader didn't play the first three games of the season so yeah Sean Syracuse running attacks the real deal going back to your has any other team in the country hit their win total over yet the one that comes to mind when I first think about it, could Wake Forest have already hit? Nobody expected them to be undefeated eight weeks. I think they've only played seven games, actually, because they had their bye. But nobody expected Wake Forest to be 7-0. Could their win total have been 6 and a half, five and a half, somewhere around there? That's the one I would have to check. But that's the first one that comes to mind there. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. You're right, because I doubt it was 8.5. Definitely, like... I'm sure we talked about it, whatever, however long ago it was. Um, let's see. Win totals for 2021 college football season. Killing time. Half this is, is double I'm down saying. on ESPN radio. Filibuster, as we call in the business. Yeah. Six wow. and a half. I nailed that, Mike. Off the top of the dome piece. I didn't even have to look that up. Top of the dome piece, six and a half. Wake Forest is the one. All right, cool. So uh, I beat CBW. There's. I think, I mean, the funny thing is Syracuse could have been like the earliest for sure three weeks ago, and they just didn't end up hitting that. But um, 
Now we got to find some other way to bet the bet the orange because you're just going to bet on a game basis. I guess we can look at bowl game odds and all that stuff. But a nice sigh of relief when uh, when I saw that multiple unit on the Syracuse over. I actually bet it twice, and um, it was nice to let that trickle in. Mike, going back now to how we did over the weekend, I made 15 picks in college football. Guess how I did? Mr. 500 went. Yep. No, there's no way you did 7-7-1. Seven, seven, and one. No, 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 no. That would have been... Oh, that'd be sick. We'd be worried. I went 7-8. and eight. So not exactly Mr. 500, but Mr. 500. I have a solution that I would like to talk about it. Whether it's now, Mike, you can give me the uh, opportunity to talk about it. I will be changing my strategy on how I pick college football because I'm over going 500, especially after seeing myself go 7-1 and one yesterday in the NFL board. I now see that I have that in me. I have to, I have to make a change when it comes to college football. So I'm making the change this week. All right. I mean, that's that's on you. You can choose when to do it. Um, I don't know if we'll have enough time right now this second, unless hold you want off. to. Like, no, I'll, we'll I'll, hold off. Okay. Just tease we'll for off. tease um, for our crowd. I went I went six and four in college football, including which was sick. Like I was having an okay start to the day, and then I hit five of my last six bets. Um, which was really cool. The one, the, this is actually true in the NFL too, which we'll talk about in a second. Two bets that I, there were just one unit bets, but I liked the most didn't hit. So I loved NC state and I loved the Carolina Panthers and neither of those hit, um, which is really interesting. We'll talk about some NFL stuff on the other side of this break, and then we'll do our Monday night prop shop. Um, a lot of fun on the other side. You're listening to double down on ESPN radio. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is Double Down with Michael Lear and Tommy Hogan. It's Double Down on ESPN Radio and QSportsTalk.com. Go to QSportsTalk.com. You get to see the adversity we fight through on a daily basis. I got a handheld microphone because I left my mic stand at home. And uh, a little tease for you. Coming up after this, 7 o'clock, 94.9 K-Rock in the Utica area. You get a little Comets Insider, myself, Rain, Gales. Um, So that's next. You know, if you're sick of hearing me, well, then you're stuck with me on these airwaves until 8 o'clock. Let's recap a little bit of NFL action. Um, I think we should start with, you know, I'm a nice guy. I'll start where, where Tommy will be the happiest, not only because of his bankroll, because of his fandom Colts beat the Niners in God. I mean, there's ugly football games, but an ugly football game on the West coast, like where it's not snowing is so rare. That was a wild scene pretty much the entire time. Rain coming down the entire game. Like you thought it would just be handoff after handoff after handoff. First possession of the game. Elijah Mitchell just runs down the Colts' throat for a touchdown. First play on offense for the Colts. Fumble Jonathan Taylor. I was ready to call game. I was ready to turn it off. I don't turn the game off, but metaphorically speaking, I was ready to turn that game off. Colts, thank God, holding the three, score a touchdown on the next drive, and they take off from there. Carson Wentz is looking awfully like that 2017 or 18, whatever his MVP year was or was going to be before he got hurt. He's looking similar to that and that Carson Wentz, and I'm liking it a lot. 
I'm liking it. He's looking a lot. 150, 150 yards in the air makes him look hey, like an MVP you, caliber. You just talked about that weather. You don't look at the box score when you have to. By the way, 150 yards in defensive pass interference too. That doesn't go down in the box score. Okay, thank you. That doesn't go down in the box score. I'm glad you had that number. That puts him at 250, and that number looks a lot better if all those get caught. They were just grabbing Michael Pittman Jr. all night long because they couldn't guard him. And then the one time they don't grab him, he goes up, mosses him for the game-winning touchdown. Michael Pittman Jr., a legitimate wide receiver in this league. Take notice. That was his coming out party last night. He's a man. He's awesome. Really, really good. Jonathan Taylor, he's really good. The Colts, look out. They're coming. They should be 4-3. and three. They should not have blown that game against Baltimore. They now have a huge one next week against Tennessee. They win that one, and they're right back in the discussion for the division, if not the AFC, which is wide open. Dude, I was uh, I was listening to the end of the game on Westwood One, and it was so funny. The last possession for the Colts, they were having a conversation of, do you think they're going to throw the ball here and try to get a pass interference call? That was not, their offense. Do you think they're going to throw the ball and yes. have a game-winning touchdown? That's <laughs> was, not their fault. Do you fault. think they're going to try to get a pass? That's not their fault. That's the Niners' fault. The Niners were all over our receivers. You just yeah, throw it, was it up. Unbelievable. It was the Joe Flacco offense, but it was working. You lob it up. You give. You underthrow it maybe a little bit, which I loved. It was an unstoppable play last night, just underthrown deep ball. But it worked like a charm, whatever it takes. Jonathan Taylor over 100 yards rushing again. Colts are feeling good. They got Quentin Nelson back. I like where they're at, Mike. Yeah, they nah, reeled me back fun. in. It was fun. I, I mean, that's a good game to reel you back in. Like the ugliest game of the year. Carson Wentz just wins ugly. They put up um, 30 points. Game I want to talk about. They put up 30 points in a monsoon. Yeah. No, they're back. I mean, they're just, they, they'll definitely win and cover the rest of the way through. So Thank this you. is exciting for them. Um, speaking of winning and covering the rest of the way through, I have bet on the freaking Detroit Lions so much this year. Money line with, with small spreads. Yep. Picking them just plus whatever because I think they're going to figure it out. And the one time I don't bet on the Lions, they cover against LA. I, when you guys were talking about is Detroit, like the the Jets versus Detroit, like how can you say Detroit's that horrible with what they just did? Like they kind of hung in there and yeah, yeah, they had to do the, I'm going to throw everything at the, but the kitchen sink at you with onside kicks and fake punts. That and was all unbelievable. That stuff. But dude, it felt like a college game. It felt like Madden. It felt like you're playing video games. Touchdown, onside kick, fake punt, and they're up ten nothing before they give the ball back. It was it was unbelievable what they did. They're the best worst team in football. They're not the worst team in football, but they're one of the worst teams in football. Fine, if that's what Detroit Lions fans want this year, you're not the worst team in football. I'm fine undefe- with that, but you, I you haven't won like, a game yet, I, I, but. I would bet on way more underdogs in the NFL. If like, you know how like, let's let's go back a little bit when Syracuse football was really, really bad and they're playing Clemson and it's like, you know, or any team playing Bama, you know they're going to do the onside kicks and the fake punts and the, you know, triple reverse pass down the field. But the NFL, I feel like big dogs don't actually end up doing that kind of stuff as much and getting as creative. If I thought, an underdog was going to play the way Detroit did against LA, I would bet on the underdog way more often in the NFL. It's the revenge game theory. I've been trying to say it all year, Mike. It was very clear that Detroit said all week long, let's do what we can to win this game or at least be in this play, this game. Be competitive for Jared Goff. Clear. I mean, 
how they came out of that game to start is clearly because they wanted to do something for Jared Goff. It was awesome. It was really cool to see. Dan Campbell was crying at the podium a few weeks ago post-game. He's, I've kind of bought into Dan Campbell. Campbell, Man Campbell. Yeah, he's fun. He's fun. I don't know how good of a coach he is, but he's fun. I think he's kind of like... I mean, this is a bad comparison, but he says the stuff to get us in the same way Dino did and does still. Like, Dino no, keeps me comparison. on a string because of what he says in press conferences. Um, all right. How about one giant where we were right? We were both on it, and it hit by a mile. Tennessee plus yeah. five and a half. Yep. That was sick. It was a statement game for the Titans, but I feel like that's a statement game for this show. Because on Sunday morning, the amount of group texts I was in, even the guys I was sitting with watching the game, they're like, oh yeah, Chiefs minus five and a half, obviously. And everybody... And even when they were, even when Tennessee was winning at halftime, all the text, money line, let's take the Chiefs. Live bets on the Chiefs are popping off. This, that, and the other, and double down stuck or stuck true to our guns, and that's a big hit for the boys. Mike, we've said it on the show how many times? The best parency is transparency. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be that person. I I picked Titans five and a half. I was one of the suckers that then. Put in a bet for, you for Chiefs live money line. I was, I was one of I those suckers. I saw plus eight twenty five <laughs> and I could not help myself. I had to do it. I, but you know I, what? I think Mahomes. Yeah, that's over. Like, like doing yes. that is over. It, it was a four years yes. ago thing. That was my next point. I needed that. I needed to see firsthand. That's not a thing anymore. You don't bet Chiefs money line anymore. Live money line when they're down. And I needed to do that firsthand. So it was one of those losses. I know it hurt, but it was really addition by subtraction. So I'm okay with it. That is just hilarious. I forgot you did that when I just made that point to our own horn. This is Double Down on ESPN Radio. Michael here and Tommy Hogan. We're recapping the NFL slate. Uh, Coming up, we're going to talk about Monday Night Football, give you some fun prop bets, fun different things to look at. Um, I do need to do one more where we were wrong because we were wrong on this. The Carolina game. We both had the Panthers. I mean, and then, so same conversations on Sunday. I'm like, yeah, I'm on the Panthers. I'm definitely on the Panthers. I like it a lot. And then Daniel Jones carries an offense that has no Saquon, no Galladay, no Sterling Shepard. Like, he somehow carried an offense to a huge win. What the hell happened there? Yeah, Daniel Jones is good. I think we found that out this year that there's been, you, you haven't known for the first two years of that. In New York, but Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. That's a guy that you, you keep around for a few more years. But I mentioned at the beginning, I, I was thinking Sam Darnold back in New York, a place he's comfortable playing, a place he wants to win at. And, and I know it's not the same New York football fans, but it's New York football fans that thought he stunk and he proved them right. Gets benched for PJ Walker. He was really bad. We are on the wrong side of that one, Mike. Yeah, we forgot Sam Donald's bad at football. Yeah. We forgot like the most one of the most basic concepts in sports. Yeah, is that Sam Darnold is not good at quarterback. Like we, uh, that's on me. I'll, I'll 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 hand up and take that. The Giants' defensive line was very good, so that hurt us a little bit. Um, but yeah, it came down to it's like basically, would you rather have Daniel Jones without his best weapons? Or Sam Darnold without his best weapons, and it's like why why did we think Sam Darnold was the answer there? Mike, we've got an apology to say to a team next break. We also, next segment, 
Prop shop. We're gonna open it with Scooter. He's a prop guy. He's on the phone line. He's been on hold. Scooter, stay on hold. We will come to you after the break with NFL Prop Shop. All right, let's do that. We'll be right back on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. This is Double Down with Michael Lear and Tommy Hogan. At the table, there'll be time enough for counting. If you're not enjoying this show on QSportsTalk.com, you just missed an unbelievable list of observations Tommy Hogan made while he was sinking into the couch. Yes. With a fuzzy head a little bit on Sunday football, and uh, they were awesome. So that's well only said. at QSportsTalk.com. We did a uh, Ryan Tannehill finger roll in the uh, on the stream as well. So um, <laughs> that's Takes that. about and the Chiefs, right? Yeah, a lot about the Chiefs, Red, a lot about Tannehill. I mean, it was uh, it, it was worth the price of admission. Let's uh, let's dive right into Monday Night Football. So we got Scooter, Mike. We the show before we oh, get yeah, into we our Scooter. props. Yeah. Let's hear what Scooter has tonight. Maybe it'll influence some of our picks. Scooter, what do you got? First of all, guys, congratulations on a great week. Thank you. Uh, if you want to do a future prop bet, because I know you can bet like the first quarterback taken the draft. You better keep an eye on Nevada strong. Yes. Uh, he, I don't know if you saw the end of the game, but he went 90 yards in 53 seconds without any timeouts, and there was no Hail Mary. He must have, must have thrown eight passes. Uh, he He's like, like I said, he's like people who are not going to know about this, like a Josh Allen until yep. it pops up. So maybe you can get a good good odds on it right now before people uh, figure it out. Uh, Tommy, I was rooting for you, buddy. I know for that, that Cincinnati 28 and. Uh, if you waited, waited at halftime, you could have got that Navy at, Cincinnati at uh, 15 and a half and over under 45. But uh, I was rooting for you. I was hoping I was wrong about playing the playing the Navy, you know, playing uh, no, Navy in Cincinnati. Tough. I thought I had but, it with uh, that stat, Scooter. I thought I had cracked the code, but you were right about the, the, the time of possession. Yep. And uh, also, Michael, I think we hit the uh, teaser, right? We had Syracuse and we had 10 and a half with, uh, with, with Clemson. Or, no, or the, Clemson the didn't hit. Put in? Yeah, I got Clemson. What, the teaser had him at nine. Okay, because I, I had it at three, so okay. All right, because I thought we yeah, had a push and a win on Syracuse. Wow, that, that was interesting because everybody liked Pittsburgh. Um, tonight, it's interesting. First of all, I like you guys prop bets, the ones I can get. Uh, around here, they're, they're the, uh, the, you know, the local casinos are anti-tight ends. I thought okay. the pain's going to be big tonight, but uh, Kamara, I couldn't get, I couldn't see the receptions, but I think he's going to be checked down uh, for Winston. And it's interesting is that uh, uh, completions is uh, Geno Smith seventeen and uh, Stan eight, but uh, I think I think it was uh, Stan's uh, over under thirty, and Geno I think is twenty five or yep. the reverse. Winston, so James yeah, so I, I I think I like both of those, but I think Lackett over three and a half is uh, pretty good because he he runs he runs good pass patterns, and uh, I think if he can't get over three and a half with him, then uh, basically the, the Seattle's not going to win this game anyway. Yeah, he, so, I, so I like the over with with him and Kamara over forty. I think it's forty two for uh, receptions. I think he's gonna he's gonna break a couple, or he's gonna have a shot to break it. 
So those two there. And then, then the instance is the yards. I mean, I don't know if you saw the yards for both quarterbacks. It's like right around 200, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 200 for, for both of them. And I don't know if the weather's nasty or not, but, uh, man, that's, I mean, how do you take the under on that? It just takes one, you know, past the locket. But the instance, like I said, the instance I think is locket over three and a half. Go with Camara. If you can get the receptions on, I, I couldn't get that, uh, that locally. I don't know why. Camara's four and a half. Four and a half catches. I'll take, I'll take the four and a half. I think they're going to He's going to go out and he's going to check down to him. That's what he does a lot. So those two, and uh, like I said, Lockett and yep. those two. And, and I, I think I'm going to take Winston over 202. I think he's going to hit one deep. I, I, that's my gut feeling. Scooter, you and I are on basically the same page here. You've got a couple in there that I've got, Mike. Are you ready for Prop Shop here? Thank you, Scooter. I appreciate that. That's my guy. Yeah, he knows what he's talking about when it comes great, to props. Oh, yeah. He's a huge props guy. Like, normally, if we're not doing a prop shop, he'll call in with props, and we're like, wow, we didn't even prepare for those. But yeah. I love having him on on Mondays to, like, preface the prop shop. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready to roll. All right. You can go first, though, especially if you're taking a couple of scooters. Now, it's going to sound like I'm taking a couple of scooters. I had these on my board before Scooter came by and had the same exact ones. I'm going the one I like the most. Alvin Kamara over four and a half catches. That's plus money, plus 105. He averages only three catches a game, so he's a little bit under that number. He only has gone over that total in week one, Mike. So he hasn't been the dump down guy that drew that he was with Drew Brees at quarterback. However, the Seahawks opponent, their running back, has gone over that total in four of the six games this season. I like that to continue. Alvin Kamara over six and a half catches. I like that. While we're on the ride with Scooter category, um, I like to Zocket pick the over three and a half catches for Lockett. I'm on that. I mean, you only had two last week. I know. I know. But I guess what I'm saying is if Seattle, like when Seattle game plans, they're, they're going to have to get him involved, right? Like, DK is going to be obviously a big factor. I have a prop with him involved a little bit later, but um, I like that. Just four catches. It's, it's a low enough number that I'm okay with it. Mike, Just get the ball four times, two two in the flat, two downfield. I don't know why I was trying to play devil's advocate with you because I have Tyler Lockett receiving touchdown at plus two ten. <laughs> That was one. I just couldn't help myself. I'm a sports talk guy because you want to. I'm a sports talk guy through and through. I have to debate everything. I was debating when I have. I needed to go the same way that you were pitching. I don't know. My brain just works like that. (laughs) The Saints have the eighth worst passing defense in the league. I do think you're right. The Seahawks are going to have to involve Tyler Lockett more. He only had two catches last week, and they're going to go after him early and often. Tyler Lockett receiving touchdown. Anytime, not the first. Just... I thought about having first touchdown in the game, which was at plus 950 right around there, but I went anytime. All right, on that note, I will go DK Metcalf to score the first Seattle touchdown at plus 350. I've decided that those first touchdown of the game props, they're great value, obviously, if you hit them, but... Sometimes you're relying on a coin flip and you're also relying on a, you're relying on too much. I mean, the odds are as great as they are because of just how challenging it is to pick not only the first team, only how the touchdown gets scored, but who's going to score it. Um, so I like DK to score the first Seattle touchdown plus 350. And then while I'm at it, you're getting plus a thousand for Jameis to score the first Saints touchdown. Um, so I'm going to ride with both of those because 
I think that plus a thousand line is too big for Jameis. Like a quarterback can always, always scamper in for a touchdown in, in a million different situations. Whether it's a sneak, whether it's a broken play that he creates from the 15-yard line, whether it's a boot from the six that he doesn't throw and he just takes it himself. Um, so I don't think Jameis is going to play amazing tonight, but I think those odds of plus a thousand, like if if Jameis scores the first Saints touchdown, I pretty much win the prop shop. Yeah, yeah, you would because I don't have any uh, fatsos here on my uh, on my prop shop board. My next one I like it's one that you've gone to. Over three and a half field goals. It's plus money. I saw the plus money. I said, yeah, let's do that. Jason Myers, Heck yeah, I love the Seahawks it. kicker. He hasn't made more than two kicks in a game yet this season. However, that was last game. So maybe Geno Smith, they're going to kick more field goals, not get, not uh, be able to turn uh, big plays into touchdowns. So we'll go with that. Over three and a half field goals. It's in Seattle, though, I outdoors. So I don't know. But I saw the plus money. I'm a sucker for plus money. <laughs> Sucker for plus money. I like it. Um, my last two. Oh, dang. I want to get three in. Um, all right. I will go with longest. Nope. Not taking that one. I'm going to go James Winston over half an interception. Just click the button. Don't worry about it. James Winston wow. to throw one pick at minus 130. That's a, I mean, it's, he could throw seven, right? Mike, so that's I'm a taking great that. Pick. I'm jealous of your yeah. pick. I you can love... take it. It's a, you're welcome to ride with me on that one. Do you know what I want? I'm. Go- Trying to find it quick. If you can change, if you can, is there an alternate line for interceptions? Because I love that to be a one and a half. There's nothing like Jameis Winston has the most entertaining interceptions in football. It's unbelievable when he throws a pick. It's very fun, and it'd be very fun to root for. So if there's an alternate line where you can be, like I said, I'm a sucker for plus money. So if you can get that at one and a half, take the over, and it's in plus money. I'd be all over that. We'll find that during the break. Mine last two. Jameis Winston over 203.5 passing yards. It's just like what Scooter said. The Seahawks, they give up the six most passing yards per game in the NFL. I think I think the, uh, the Saints will be able to do just that. My last one, Alex Collins. Chris Carson's out with the Seahawks. I know Alex Collins is questionable, so I'm going to put a little asterisk next to this. Whoever's the starting running back for the Seahawks tonight, under... Whatever their total is. Alex Collins is at 45 and a half right now. The Saints have the second best rush defense in the NFL. Give me that. All right. So you do have to pick. I mean, you can't just be like whoever. You got you to really. Okay, you, you're definitely me, taking that one, right? That was me trying like those, to avoid saying I hadn't done the research to see if he was going to be playing tonight or not. All right. And then you put me okay, on the fine. spot. You can, so I'm you can lock that now. in at the break. That's fine. I'll give you my pick. My last pick's going to be fun. And it's also just because I'm tired. Like I'm, I'm going to be here okay. till eight doing comments insider and I'm probably not going to stay up for the whole game. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hop in the car. I'm going to throw Monday night football on the radio on the way home. And I'm going to hope that there's a score in the first six and a half minutes of the game. Doesn't have to be a touchdown. Any score in the first six and a half minutes of the game is minus 105. That just seems like a fun way to, like, I'm not going to watch the whole game for sure because I'm just going to go to bed eventually. So I hope that there's a score in the first six and a half minutes. I'm glad you're telling the audience that wants to take football advice that you're just going to go to bed and not watch the whole game. That's very good on your part. I'm glad you did that. However, I watched Spin 14 zone. hours of football yeah. yesterday, and I like I'm I'm not going to watch every single football game the entire year. I, I was going to completely give you the spin zone. with that. I was going to give you the spin zone. Best parency is transparency. All right, that's all you had to say. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a fact. I will uh, I will admit I will not be up for the second half of this game, and Credit that's okay because 
yeah, but tomorrow we'll talk about it like I was. Anyways, we're going to come <laughs> back, give our six pack. Uh, QSportsTalk.com. I got the story about um, what I did on the golf course that impacted my gambling career. That's next on Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. I want to be a billionaire so freaking bad. Buy all of the things I never had. This is Double Down with Michael Lear and Tommy Hogan. What's going on? Six pack, our best stuff. Monday night football available, a boatload of NBA games available, a bunch of NHL games available. It's Michael Lear, Tommy Hogan, Josh Golden, producer, joining us too. Um, this should be a fun six pack. I'd be surprised if any of us actually had the same pick. It's uh kind of fun to not have baseball but still have a lot of sports so let's do it all right i'll kick things off um utica comets are unbeaten right now and there's three unbeaten teams in the nhl so i'm gonna ride with the unbeatens carolina hurricanes money line against toronto the leafs are bad they're not awful but they just lost to a penguins team that was basically their entire ahl roster um so give me the carolina hurricanes money line tonight all right, I'll give my second. Josh, you'll get the you'll get to snake it back around here. But I'm gonna go with the Chicago Bulls. They're minus two in Toronto. The Bulls are undefeated. They're three and zero on the year. Toronto's one and two. Toronto's lost to the Washington Wizards and the Mavericks. Give me Chicago. I think they're a good team. You get the Caruso as well. Give me the Bulls. Caruso, I love that. Yep. All right, my first pick. Dad, this one's for you if you're watching. If I learned anything from my father, it is that you always take the home dog on Monday night. 2-0 this year with Oakland, excuse me, Las Vegas week one, Tennessee last week, of course. I got Seattle plus the five and a half tonight. I think they cover. I'm not sure about winning the game outright, but I think they cover. I think the 12s are going to be loud tonight. My second pick, let's move ahead to next week, guys. We're already looking ahead to the NFL board next week. I saw a line that I liked and I jumped on it. Mike, this one's for you now. We're going with a little teaser for you here, buddy. Yep. We got Cleveland go. plus three at home against Pittsburgh. And then we got the Chargers plus the half at home against New England. I think that's a big revenge spot for the Chargers, by the way. We look back at what happened to them last year when New England traveled to L.A. They beat the Chargers 45 yeah. to nothing. I think the Chargers know they're a different team this year. I think they want to prove a point. I think they stomp on New England. It's a great pick. The great pick. I don't want it on my board, but I'm riding with Josh's dad, and I'm taking that with him. But it's—I mean, I want it well on my said. board, but it's not my six-pack. I'd like it on my board. All right, my second pick. I'm debating if I want to make a Monday Night Football pick. I'm gonna stay away from it. All right, I'm gonna make an NBA pick. The Milwaukee Bucks are two-point favorites on the road against the Indiana Pacers. You're defending champs against the Pacers. Pacers lost to the Hornets and the Wizards. Both of those games only by one point, by the way. But still, give me the Bucks minus two on the road. All right, so I already prefaced the uh, I'm probably not going to watch the whole game thing on Monday Night Football. While I do want Josh's dad's pick at plus five and a half on my board officially, it's not my six-pack pick. The six-pack pick that I just love and I think is going to be fun. Um, plus 150 on the team that scores first. To not win the game. Ooh. So I'm just taking a very fun prop there. Um, and that way, I'll basically determine who I'm rooting for when the, the first score comes up on the board. Mike, I have no idea why I'm saying this to you right now, but I love the pick. Yeah. 
This, no, this is just going to be a really stupid, ugly football game. That's why I'm taking the points. I think this is just going to be an ugly, ugly game here. And that's why I think something weird like that plus money. Whoever doesn't score first wins. I like that. Let's have some fun. It's going to make it so fun. Basically, like, I don't care who's good, who scores first as long as it's in the first six and a half minutes of the game because I have that prop. And then whoever scores from there, I just become their biggest fan, like, immediately. And it happens early. It's better for you because then the team that's down has more time to come back. And then you get to go to yeah, bed and absolutely. not watch the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I like those well, two best together as well. on your Monday. Uh, we got to get out of here. But we'll be back tomorrow, of course, 6 to 7 on ESPN Radio.